The Bragging Peacock The farmyard will never forget the coming of the peacock, or rather, they'll never forget the first day he spent with them. You can imagine how surprised all the other birds were when a beautiful, great bird of greenish blue strutted across the yard, holding his head well in the air, dragging his splendid train behind him. The fowls were just starting for their daily walks, and they stopped one foot in the air and stared and stared. They didn't mean to be rude, but they were so surprised they didn't know what to think. Most of them thought they were maybe asleep and dreaming. They had never seen a peacock before, and they didn't know there had was ever such a thing. A lamb by the pasture called to his mother, Ma, one of the cloudbirds is walking in the farmyard. He was thinking of the night of the storm when all the sheep and lambs huddled together in the meadow and watched the great big clouds, thinking they were birds high in the air. Then the peacock, who understood sheep language perfectly, said, Bow! I'm no cloudbird. I'm a peacock. He said this in a very haughty way, as though being a peacock was the grandest thing in the world, far better than having one's home in the sky. The turkey gobbler never could stand it when others could speak in a way that he was around. He thought he'd show the newcomer how important he was, so he drew up his neck and puffed out his chest. He pulled his muscles by thinking of them and made his feathers stand on end. He dropped his wings until their tips touched the ground and slowly spread his tail. Poof, said he, I'm no peacock, I'm a turkey gobbler. The hen turkeys looked at each other with pride. They were afraid of him themselves, but they liked to have him show how important he was. Isn't the gobbler fine, though? Guess that peacock will wish, wish he hadn't put on airs. But the peacock wasn't sorry at all. He stood looking at them without saying a word. Then a duckling, who stood nearby, exclaimed, Look at his train! Oh, look at his train! Everybody looked and saw the beautiful long feathers rising up into the air. Up and up they went, spreading as they rose until there was a great circle of them behind his body, reaching far above his head. The gobbler's spread tail looked small beside this. Pound, said the peacock. I'm no turkey gobbler. I'm a peacock. Poof, said the gobbler. My dears, I think it's time we walked along. The children should not be allowed to see and speak with any stray fowl that comes along. We cannot be too particular. And he stalked off with the meek hen turkeys following and the children lagging behind. They had wanted to stay and watch the peacock and they thought the ducklings and the goslings were luckier to be able to stay. The geese were delighted with the newcomer and hoped he would be quite friendly with them. He wished they, he, they wished he was a swimmer, but of course they could tell with one look that he was not. He didn't have the trim boat-shaped body that swimmers have and his feet were not webbed. The gander noticed they were remarkably homely feet. He thought he would remember this and speak to the geese sometime when they were praising the peacock's train. The drake was the first to speak politely to the peacock. We are glad to meet you, sir. Will you be with us long? Thank you, answered the peacock. I have come to stay. We hope you like it here. I'm sorry you don't swim. We should be glad for your company if you did. You'll excuse us as we go off to the brook. We are late already and he waddled off with his family into the water. The geese were eager to reach the water too, but they couldn't leave without asking a question. 
First, they told the gander to ask it, but he replied if they wanted to know, they should ask for themselves. Then they hung back and said to each other, You ask him. I can't. You ask him. Finally, the great goose stepped forward, saying, Excuse us, sir. You said you were to live with us, and we wish to know if you work for your living. Work? cried the peacock. Pew! Never! The farmer invited me here to be beautiful, and that is all. Oh, we are so glad, cackled the geese, and the gander joined them. So many of the people work here. They are very good, but not at all genteel, you understand. And don't you do anything? asked the peacock. I thought geese grew feathers for beds and pillows. It seems to me you look rather ragged. Haven't you been plucked? This was embarrassing to the geese. Why, yes, they said, we do let the farmer's wife have some feathers once in a while when the weather's warm. But that's very different from working, you know. Perhaps, said the peacock, if they want my feathers, they have to wait until I molt. Then they will see. you will see how much they think of me. For whenever they find one of my feathers from my train, not tail, if you please. Every bird has a tail, but I have a train. They carry it carefully into the house to be made into a duster. I never give away any but my cast-off plumage. I'm so very, very beautiful. I do not have to work. This impressed the geese very much. We are glad to know you. Quite honored, we assure you. The peacock bowed his head, and they bowed their uncrested silly ones, and they went to the river. The peacock thought them most agreeable because they admired him, and they thought him the best acquaintance because he didn't work. That, of course, is foolish thoughts. The chicken used to laugh when the peacock uttered his cry, Pound! Pound! His voice was harsh and disagreeable, and it did seem so funny to hear dreadful sounds coming from a lovely throat. The black Spanish cock reproved the chicken sharply. It is rude, he said, to laugh at people for things they cannot help. How would you like to have a lamb follow you around and bleat? Look at the chicken. He only has two legs. Hello, little two legs. How can you walk? It is just as bad for you to laugh at his harsh voice because he cannot help it. If he should say foolish, silly things, you might laugh because he could help that if he tried. Don't ever again let me hear you laughing when he just says, Pew! The chickens minded the black Spanish cock, for they knew he was right, and he did not do rude things himself. One day the peacock was standing on the fence alone. He did this most of the time. He usually stood with his back to the farmyard, so people who passed could see his train, but not his feet. A party of young fowls of all families came along. Their mothers had let them go by themselves, and they stopped to look at the peacock. I think you have a beautiful tail, sir, said the duckling. Please call it a train, said the peacock. It is beautiful, and I'm proud of it. Not every fowl can grow such a train as that. Oh, dear, no. I'd grow one in a minute if I could. This made all the other birds laugh. They thought how funny the little brown bantam would look dragging around a great mass of feathers like that. The peacock didn't smile. He didn't understand a joke anyway. He was always busy thinking about himself. He couldn't see the point. He cleared his throat. I hope you don't think I grew my train in a minute. It took me a long, long time, though I kept all the feathers going at once. Look at his crest, exclaimed one young turkey in a piping voice, and the peacock turned his head. That is a crest to be proud of. I've never seen a finer one myself. Have you noticed the beauty of my neck? Charming, wonderful, beautiful. Just then, a little squab said, What homely feet you have. Are you not dreadfully ashamed of them? 
Now the young fowls thought this was rude and none of them would have said it, but the peacock became very angry. I know my feet are not so handsome as they might be, he said, but that's no reason why I should be ashamed of them. I can't help having that kind of feet. They run in my, my family. I don't feel ashamed of things I can't help. The young fowls felt so uncomfortable they walked away. For a time, no one spoke, and then a gosling said, I think he should be proud of his train, his crest, and his neck, and everything. Everything except his feet, giggled the bantam chicken. You know he couldn't help having them. I wonder if he could help having his train and his crest and his neck. Well, couldn't he also help his feet? They all stopped where they were. We never thought of that. Let's go ask the blind horse, said Duckling. He's a friend of mine. He knows everything. They stalked and waddled over to the blind horse, and the duckling told him what was puzzling him. The blind horse laughed heartily. So the peacock is proud of having grown such a fine train and crest, but he isn't ashamed of his homely feet because he couldn't help having those. There's no reason for either pride or shame with the peacock. He was just such a body was given him, and he couldn't have his feathers any different if he tried. I don't see what anybody would be proud of then, said Gosling. Be proud of what you have done for yourself, said the blind horse gently. Be proud of keeping clean or telling the truth or speaking pleasantly when things go wrong. There are plenty of chances to be proud in a good way if one must be proud. The end.